Hey guys, welcome to the Launch and Scale podcast. I'm Kirsten Ross, and this podcast, we talk about best practices when it comes to launching and scaling your physical product brand online. Whether you're doing Kickstarter or even launching your own brand online, we help you with best foundational practices and conversations around helping you build a brand that you can sell or at basic support your lifestyle so that you can quit your nine to five and live life on your terms Super excited. You can dive into more resources and previous episodes at kirsten.com. Hey guys, I was just wondering how to start this video, but Rachel is one of those people you may have seen and heard in previous podcasts, previous trainings we've hosted. And it's been what, four years maybe since we met in Screw the 9 to 5? I think it's actually like four to five years. That's kind of crazy. We met five or six, five or six years ago when we first met. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I remember before I knew anything about anything online, uh, I joined this group called screw the nine to five. And at the time they were, it was like a membership site and they partnered Rachel and I up as accountability buddies. And we were both just like, oh, I want to make money online. It was so cute back then. But then in the like two years after meeting Rachel, she has become a powerhouse in the social media sphere um, been most recently really well known for being a TikTok expert. She's also the founder of SMU Social Media United, right? That's okay, cool. Beautiful. The name. Social Media <laughs> United, where her goal is really to empower social media managers to be able to take control of their life and earn a living outside of a nine to five and grow, like really grow a business. So um, there's so many synergies with what her business model is, what my business model is, but um, this I guess, interview, conversation, whatever today is like TikTok right now is such a hot topic. Um, our clients, our members are constantly asking like, Kirsten, like is, t- is TikTok something I should be on? And I don't know anything about TikTok. So I was like, who do I know that we can like, have a real conversation about TikTok and how to use it um, to not only go viral, but actually create a tangible company online with it. And so that's really what Rachel and I are going to be talking about today. Um, so I can't wait to get all your questions answered, whatever, because I have like a ton of my own, but I'm going to let Rachel talk for a little bit. So um, is there anything I missed in the introduction? Um, not really. Um, I'm a mom. I have three kids. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I'll be honest, especially this year, it's kind of crazy. I feel like there's always someone like knocking on my door throughout the day. And Mm -hmm. it's just been an insane year. And so yeah, I don't think you really missed anything. Awesome. I mean, there's, there's so, so much, but I, you know, I do want to be conscious of your time and, and stuff like that. So this today we're off book with questions. Cause I know for me, I, when I first opened TikTok, it looked like a bunch of people dancing. Yes. I was like how, but then Gary Vaynerchuk was getting onto it. A couple of huge influencers and early adopters are getting on the platform. And still to this day, I don't understand it, but um, I was perusing Facebook groups yesterday and there's an article that came out on the hustle about how a small peanut butter um, company went viral on TikTok and just exploded to 500k a month by just a few key things and so first things first like TikTok to you watching this you may be like oh that looks like a really stupid dancing platform but actually there's so much more to it that Mm -hmm. if used properly it could really be a really awesome platform for traffic, for audience engagement, stuff like that. So we're going to demystify a couple of your um, assumptions that you made about TikTok today. So 
I'm excited about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's do it. So, okay. Rachel, why TikTok? Like how, can you tell me how you got started on the platform and then whatever? For sure. Yeah, Yeah. And where it is today. So, okay. So I got started on TikTok about two years ago. Um, one of my friends, Annie Grace, she is like the best-selling author of author of uh, this naked mind, which is all about like sobriety and a no alcohol life. But she's mm-hmm. like, Rachel, you've got to get on this platform TikTok. Like it's seems like it's your personality. I'm a pretty goofy person. Like mm-hmm. I like to be really silly. Um, and and for a long time, I felt like I was hiding that in business, like hiding the fact that I'm silly and goofy, and I don't mind being not unprofessional, but having fun while I'm doing business. You know, and yeah. so she's like, you've got to get on this platform. And at first I was like, I saw the same thing as you, Kirsten. I was like, there's all this dancing and lip syncing and I don't see how this would work. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try and just see what happens. And so I started building on this platform and I was mostly doing lip syncing and dancing because that's Mm -hmm. all I saw the platform being used for. And within a couple of months, it it was cringy. It's a very cringy start. You can still see my original videos on TikTok and it's like, (laughs) Well, that's pretty embarrassing, but that's okay. Um, I started creating and then one of my videos went viral with only like, I think I had like two or no, I had like 60 followers on the platform and over like the course of a week, it reached 9,000 views. And I was like, wow. Oh, wow. This is not true viral, but viral for this platform for me. And mm-hmm. then a couple of weeks later, I put up a video that was intended to reach people over the age of 30. And it reached 50 to 60,000 views over the course of just a couple of weeks. And I was like, okay, there's something here. Like, and yeah. throughout the course of those two videos, I reached like nine, uh, 7,000 followers. I was like, this is a lot of growth. I spent years on Instagram and didn't see this kind of growth. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Here. And then it got really crazy as I continued to create content. It was about October of 2019 that I put out my first business related piece of content Mm -hmm. and it was a call to action. I did actually from, if you're familiar, if you guys are all familiar with like digital marketer, Ryan Dyson, Roland Frazier asked me to speak at their event war room. And I spoke Mm -hmm. and I did a TikTok live on stage. And throughout the course of that TikTok, I generated 260 leads for a webinar. And I was like, Whoa, this is different. This is insanely powerful. I remember the days where like, if you added a couple hundred people to your list, you might've just 10 extra list, you know, like yeah. I remember yeah. our combos when we were like, I have 50 people on my list, like, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So crazy. I remember that. Yeah. Just so I, I was like, this is pretty good considering I haven't figured out this platform. And so we can like fast forward a couple steps, but I started putting out more business related content, more telling my story. Um, also having fun. You don't just have to dance on TikTok, but I was like, what if I do a silly dance and I overlay information over the top of it? And people are like, who is this like legally blonde girl having fun while teaching business stuff? And today I think I have 640,000 TikTok followers reached 300,000 to 3 million views per day. Mm -hmm. And we have generated multiple six figures over the last year directly from TikTok. That's nuts. It's insane. And like now I know this is like, we're talking about e-commerce stuff in a second, but when you look at the kind of layout of the kinds of businesses you help like is it mostly coaches and consultants getting them like people like me to get them on tiktok or is it mostly brands to use tiktok 
Oh my gosh, all of the above, which is really interesting. I will say that there is a, a, a barrier to brands and products getting on TikTok, but here's the good news. The barrier is all mental. So brands and products, they have this like, oh, I can't do it because that's a dancing platform or, oh, I can't do it because it's a lip syncing platform or I have to show my face. And those are all common misconceptions for products. They're like, I don't see how I could make this happen, but we've really tapped into, and I'm going to share it like a whole bunch of gold and I hope it's cool and just cut me off if we're out of time. Um, <laughs> there are four E's that you can follow for building on TikTok. And I'm obsessed with these four E's. You can tap into one, you can tap into all of them. Um, mm-hmm. Those four E's are, and I've sworn by these for years and they're very, very powerful. Number one, we have education. So mm-hmm. if you have a product, you built that product for a reason, right? Obviously yeah. you, you knew that you could do something better or you're solving a problem in the world. Why not share that evolution? Have you ever tried X, Y, and Z peanut butter, but it always sticks to the roof of your mouth? Yeah, I get the feeling. And you know what? That's what I used to feel like too. So I created my own peanut butter that doesn't stick to the roof of your mouth. Like there's an opportunity to share education through um, sharing your products and why they change the world. The second E is entertainment. And now this one's a little challenging for some people, but I will say that if you've spent any amount of time on TikTok, it's a very entertaining platform. And one of the things I want to challenge every person who's listening here to start doing is as you go through TikTok and you watch videos, say, what could I do to that trend or that dance or that twist uh, to, Mm -hmm. to make it about my products? How could I take this and make it work? And so you can make it humorous. You can make it comedic. You can do a little dance and once again, overlay some value over the top of that, but entertainment's powerful, but you don't have to do it. So there's good news. Um, Number three is engagement. Oh my gosh. People love answering things that relate to them. They love it. Mm -hmm. Every single person loves to share. Here's my experience. Here's what I saw. Yes. I totally had this happen. So you can ask people questions like today. I just did a TikTok that's all about this silly basil plant that I'm learning about how I have to prune it and pot it and uh, turn it into a bush instead of it's just this crazy thing. But I was like, have you ever had like an irrational response to an inanimate object or an object that wasn't a human? And people are already like sharing their experiences. Yes, my stuffed animal. Yes, the teapot my grandma left. And like, there's all of these stories because people want to be engaged with. And then the fourth E is, and this is challenging, but I guarantee you every single person can tap into this is emotion. Mm -hmm. What is the feel good behind your brand? What are the stories of the people that you've impacted their lives? And sometimes people will say, oh, but my product isn't life-changing. Oh, but it is. For mm-hmm. someone, it was life-changing. I think about, you know, there are so many brands I'm loyal to. I'm super crazy, insanely grateful and loyal to brands. It's really funny. Um, yep. Like if I, if I find a candle that I love, it's not just a candle that I happen to be burning in my house. This candle reminds me of Christmas time and it makes my house smell so good. Even if my house is crazy and chaotic and, and kids leave messes everywhere, bring this candle and it just feels like if nothing else is going right my house smells good so there is emotion behind every single product those are the four e's that brands and products can tap into i love it and i find that when people first get started they it's like this information has to be pulled out of them because they're like look i designed this this product because it's functional and I wanted a bigger screen but that's some people that's all they see their product as it's just like it's function 
versus evoking an emotional response and pulling that information out. Um, and I find that when you go through the four E's, like, is that, is that partially how you start to build a content plan or get some generating ideas for what kind of content people can start putting out on TikTok that connect with the wider audience? For sure. There's, there are different aspects to that. Um, I feel like the four E's is naturally ingrained into everything that I do. I like to add that variety. Um, (laughs) I will tell you that if you have a product that functionally just makes sense and you're like, I can't see any emotion behind it. There's one of two options that are really helpful. Number one, start reading the emails, like have your customer support team, or if your customer support too, start reading the emails where the people say like, thank you. Thank you so much. This just makes sense. This changed my life. This, and, and those do come in over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have those and you're not a super emotional person or there's not an emotional story behind your uh, brand, you can dive really deep into education and comparison. This versus this, why I created this, um, how this just makes sense, why this will change your life. And you can start to dive into why the function is so important. So you don't have to lean into emotion. It's one of my favorites. It's one of the most challenging to lean into, but education alone is a huge part of what you can do. I don't, uh, I don't cognitively choose though, the four E's they're just a natural part of the content I create. I'm always like, what's the purpose of this content? Yeah. But what I find too, is a course creator is these things naturally come to you. So you don't think twice about it, but then you have to distill the how behind things and then be able to teach it in a way that when people don't naturally just, you know, you could look at a product and have like 50 post ideas, like straight away, but a beginner who doesn't have a marketing brain may need a bit of extra structure around really training their brain to start to see that way. Right. So that's why I really love that you've broken down the three E's because someone can take that and say, okay, well, how can I educate? All right, let's start to look at that and take it, take it one step at a time. Right. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, okay. Um, let's talk about the power of TikTok. So do you have, um, is there a case study or an example that you love referring to in e-commerce about how a brand used TikTok yes. to get a certain result? Yeah, there are tons. Um, so it's hard to even just pick one, um, yeah. but we're going to focus on one because I feel like this is such a great example for anyone who feels like, well, I don't feel like I'm cool enough, cute enough, young enough, dancey enough, right? So I want to share with you guys the story of Elementually. Elementally is run by Jamie and Jamie is a part of, um, oh, Jamie, the soap, like our Jamie, no, different Jamie. Okay. Different Jamie, totally different Jamie. So Jamie is, um, she is a content creator who made the decision to never show her face. And this is why this amazes me. Five months ago, Jamie decided to start on TikTok and I was working directly with her, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. And she started creating on TikTok and within five months from zero, she grew to over a million followers on TikTok. But more importantly than that, she started a brand new business and I'm pretty sure it's just reselling her private label, but yet she is selling over five figures worth of products from her TikTok directly every single month without ever Mm -hmm. showing her face. Wow. Right. It kind of blows through all the excuses. Cause like, cause you think you have to show your face to connect with a customer. 
Yeah. And that's one thing I've been studying lately. Yeah. As we've been diving deep into like e-commerce strategies again, which I like to, you know, go into different niches Mm -hmm. and focus Um, e-commerce strategies for TikTok. I'm studying all of these viral videos for products and most of them don't actually ever show a person's face. It's about the story of the products and the stories of the users and the story of its function. Mm -hmm. I love it. So take me back as if I'm a beginner and I want to get started on TikTok as an e-commerce brand. Where do I start? Okay. I've made the account. I'm ready to go. (laughs) Okay. Beautiful. So you have an account. have an account. Yes. Yes. The first thing I recommend is to spend a little bit of time going through your for you page, but this is really important. If you don't like a video, swipe past it, swipe up. Because Mm -hmm. if you spend your time watching certain types of videos, TikTok is incredibly intelligent. Their AI is next level. Um, Their algorithm insanely customized. So every single person has a different for you page experience drastically. Mm-hmm. And so what you need to do is swipe past content that you don't like so that you can like and comment on the content you do like so that you see more of that content. So I recommend content from uh, either physical products or brands like Netflix is a great example. Chipotle, they're crushing it. Pure Wow is an account that just features a lot of e-commerce products. You can follow me on this platform, follow Shaleen Johnson, like follow people who attract a slightly older or a rather (laughs) buyer audience. And there you can start to get some inspiration. The very first thing I recommend is to not create as crazy as it sounds. Instead, focus on analyzing trends and patterns. Okay. So when you say follow you, Shirlene Johnson, Chipotle, is that stupid question, but on your for you page, is that more the videos that uh, TikTok is going to cater to you because it thinks that's what you want to see, right? It doesn't mean you're going to tap into those audiences buying it being by it being associated on your for you page. Well, so there's something interesting because there is a correlation. It hasn't ever fully been revealed by TikTok, but the content that you engage with and the people that you follow, there's kind of a little bit of a natural assumption that their audiences may have interest in what you put out there as well. So you do want to intentionally engage with people like you or people who have a similar audience to what you want to attract. So step one is start to pay attention to brands, what other people are doing. Is that to learn what is working and what catches your attention to see to model that almost? I will see. So, you know, I've never moved to another country, but I did spend time. I've spent time in a lot of other countries and India was one of the biggest culture shocks I've ever had in my entire life. It's just very different. Um, We were up in the mountains of Missouri, so very different. Um, Northern India is a very different experience from the United States to put it very lightly in a pretty little package. Yeah. TikTok is very different. The culture of TikTok is so different. Um, in fact, it's there's kind of this funny joke um, that <laughs> Instagram influencers hop mm-hmm. on TikTok and think like, I've got this. And they just post oh, videos no. of how cool they look and they bomb because it's different. It's not the same culture. So you want to first and foremost, like immerse yourself into the culture. Of in TikTok. that culture, right? Oh yeah. So the yeah. culture of TikTok is very different even from the culture of Uh, Instagram reels. They have two very different cultures. So spend some time understanding not only are there different sections of TikTok, like 
there's witch TikTok and there's life hack TikTok and there's um, there are the alts, a lot of different right. alts. There's uh, yep. straight TikTok, LGBTQ TikTok. Like, there's so many different aspects. It's not just based on demographics either. Right. Like there's preferences and all these cool things. Like it's amazing. And so. I, I recommend immersing yourself, but also recognize that not everything you see on TikTok should be taken for face value. It's mm-hmm. not as literal of a platform. For example, if someone posts something on Instagram, it's very little literal on mm-hmm. TikTok. It could be a joke. It could be a joke with seven layers. Um, if someone has a joke that they're struggling in their marriage and people are commenting, LOL, LOL, I feel this so hard. It's actually uh, a representation of relationships. It's not actually what they're going through in their relationship necessarily. So there's layers to this platform. That's yeah. Okay, cool. So step one, understand the platform and the country you're getting into really. So, and once you think you have a good handle on, I know Ever, like anything, it's going to be trial and error and sticking with it until you find what's starting to work with your audience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is the next step before posting? You think you got a bit of a handle on the culture. What is next? Make sure that you can clearly identify what the purpose of a post is. If you look at a piece of content or you're thinking of creating a piece of content and you're like, I just want to sell more of my stuff that's going to be felt on TikTok. I can just promise you so many e-commerce companies and products have failed on TikTok, not because uh, they, you know, not because they messed up or anything. It was more just, they weren't seen because that intention was inauthentic. Mm -hmm. Right. So ask yourself, how am I making TikTok a better place? How am I connecting with my audience here? What is the purpose of this piece of content? Like I said, if it's just to sell more products, maybe sit that one in your dress for a little bit and think about it and see, you know, the, the culture of Instagram or um, TikTok a little bit more before you post that. So what I recommend mm-hmm. is go ahead and pick one of the four E's. Education is a very easy place to start and yeah. you can create a piece of content. Now, in the beginning, I'm going to share a piece of advice that will help that is not universal. If you create a piece of content that is longer than 15 seconds and it doesn't perform, Mm -hmm. it's going to be buried very, very deep. So start with sub 15 second trends or content ideas, because then you'll know more quickly and be able to create more quickly and be able to see the analytics a lot faster. So eight to 12 seconds is a good uh, range up to 15 seconds in the beginning is going to help you. You know, on Instagram stories, you'll see people that do, I think the cutoff's like 15 or 30 seconds, but they'll just do a very long story that's broken into 15, 30 second pieces. With TikTok, is the content itself, I guess, are you just saying like focus on just sub 15 first before layering on like a longer reel? Or I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I understand. Like, yeah. So I recommend starting sub 15 for several different reasons. Number one, this platform is going to feel really foreign. Um, it's different. The, the user, the, there's a little bit of a learning curve with TikTok, mm-hmm. if I'm being yep. totally honest. Uh, it doesn't feel natural. You can tell it wasn't created in the United States because mm-hmm. it does feel different. Um, so what I recommend is getting used to creating content, being able to push out content quickly versus spending 60 seconds on a piece of content that maybe people won't see. I see a yeah. lot of people investing time and money into creating long content when their 15 second content hadn't started performing yet. So start there. Gotcha. You can have a faster bounce back. I like that. And then 
I know when you first got started, I feel like you were doing a TikTok. It was either three times a day or every three days. Um, what do you say about frequency of posting? Like, oh, this is huge. And I could talk like for hours about this, but consistency is more important than frequency. So okay. I recommend really starting with maybe one a day. You can even have success with three to five a week. Mm -hmm. uh, but I personally post anywhere from three to 11 per day because I want to go a little faster than most people go. If that makes sense yep. at this point, like I grew by 15,000 followers two days ago. And wow. so I'm okay. ramping up my speed intentionally by creating more content. Yes. That means some of the content will fail, but it also means some of it is going to go mega viral. If the content fails, do you pull it down or leave it up? leave it up because there is one amazing added benefit of TikTok that is similar to YouTube. It is also similar to, let's say LinkedIn. Um, it's, it's interesting. So there's this thing called delayed explosion on TikTok. Basically okay. any TikTok can perform for days, weeks, months, or even years. And so some of my early content, like it's actually, I have some really good early content that didn't perform. Yeah. And it was because I didn't know a lot of things still. So I mm -hmm. maybe if I posted it again today, it could probably perform really well. And so one of the things that is amazing is some of that content is starting to go viral now. So even months or years later, content is tested by TikTok and pushed out on the For You page. So don't ever delete content unless okay. it's creating a controversy that you can't quite handle. And gotcha. even then still don't delete it, just make it private. Gotcha, okay, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, as a, as a business owner, I'm thinking like, man, if I went to post 11 TikToks a day, that would consume my day. Are these things that you plan and record in advance or are you literally doing this live? Most of the time I'm doing it live okay. um, to, to create and record and post three TikToks. It might take me 15, 20 minutes, but okay. that 15 to 20 minutes could lead to millions of views, which is mm -hmm. always a crazy cool upside. Um, so if I were to create 11 pieces of content or 11 TikToks in a day, it might take me an hour or two. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I'm pretty efficient with it, if that makes sense. Um, I did yeah. try once to create 50 TikToks in a day as an experiment. Mm -hmm. And that took me four hours and 19 minutes and it wasn't necessarily worth it. <laughs> right. But you know what, what I'm hearing as you're talking is that just three, spending those two hours, it may seem like a waste of time to someone else, but that is as a business owner, one of the key activities that you need to be doing because you get millions of followers, millions of views. And what that means is that translates to awareness, to brand building, to sales, right? Yeah. So that's another thing is that like, I think in my early days, my opinion of social media, when this is years ago, my opinion of social media was like a waste of time because I didn't directly see the correlation between that as a key marketing tool to grow a company, right? So now when you look at social media, being intentional about it and growing a platform like TikTok is about long-term engagement strategy sales. So being able to prioritize that in your day is super important. Absolutely. And one of the things, so at first it was my priority. It was not my team's priority or Paul's priority. They were all like, hey, don't waste any of your time on TikTok during the workday. Like, can you just do it after the workday? And I was like, sure, I can do that. And now they're like, don't do forget TikTok. to do your TikToks because 
every single week we're closing big deals directly from TikTok. You know, just a month ago, no, just yeah. a couple of weeks ago, we closed um, a six figure consulting contract nice. that was interested in working with us because of TikTok. Mm-hmm. So there are some really fascinating things behind the scenes about it, but it's now a non-negotiable. If I were to build from the ground up again, um, I'm active on every social media platform because it is my expertise and I have yeah. to. Um, so you do. Yes. It's, it, I think it's good to know my craft, if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. I would focus on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook group one instead of 17 and email list. And that's where I would focus. Yeah. I love that. So um, what do we have? One other common question I get about TikToks and a rising trend that I'm seeing is influencers. So brands starting to use TikTok influencers as a way to drive more awareness. What are your views on using influencers? Is that a good use of time, et cetera, with TikTok? Ooh, so not all influencers are created equal. Um, It's interesting because I don't use influencers in any of my marketing strategy for others, Mm -hmm. but I have been an influencer that has worked with the same companies through multiple engagements um, because we've had huge success and we've learned where our influence lies. So some influencers are going to be worth it. And one of the things to keep in mind is that if you're trying to spend all of your money on one influencer and you're like, it has to work, that is not a good fit and not a good time. So one of the best approaches I've seen is from, I mostly work with business companies. I don't do well with lifestyle brands. Like no Mm -hmm. one cares what I do in my lifestyle. They want to know like, what's your favorite software? What's your favorite tool? And so I worked with a lot of software companies this year and they would hire 10 influencers and then they would watch and see who had the biggest spike. So instead Mm -hmm. of hiring, you know, one person for 30,000, they would hire 10 people for 3,500 to 6,500, even though that doesn't equal out, but they would hire 10 people and then they'd see where they got the greatest return and then go and immediately sign up for another engagement with that influencer and drop the rest. Makes sense because you are testing the audience of that influencer to see if they resonate with your brand. Yep. Right. So exactly. And so I will say that a lot of times when people say like influencer marketing doesn't work one, you're absolutely right. It cannot work very well. Like I've had a lot of brands that I've been an influencer for. And I was like, I'm never going to take on this type of brand again because my audience Mm -hmm. did not react well to it. I know exactly where my sweet spot is. I know where my influence is. Um, but I recommend not going like blindly into influencer as a marketing strategy, because you can spend a lot of money and see no returns. And Mm -hmm. you really want to focus on, the people who have built consistent audiences who really respect that person. Oftentimes they're not necessarily so much an influencer as they are someone who's built a platform that happens to also be highly influential. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, I want to go back to something you said earlier about pitching. And if you go in with a post intended to pitch your product, maybe hold that off. Um, how, what is your, I've heard like of the 80, 20 rule in, on other platforms where you want to give 80% value, 20% pitching. So when it comes to pitching on TikTok, are the rules different and how often would you recommend doing a direct call to action for buying your product or signing up for a wait list or something like that? Ooh, so I do a lot more, uh, call to actions than most people. 
like shockingly a lot more and that people would be like, wait, for real? Yes. So one thing that we did, and this is huge, is we created a value bridge in our business and a value bridge is freebies. And so Mm -hmm. we have, oh my gosh, I should pull up. I think I've got it pulled up right now. We have currently, this is so insane, um, 27 active lead magnets and we have another 20 that are just waiting up to be finished, which is so crazy. And the reason for that is because it is so easy to Mm -hmm. lead people to the next step, lead them to a free more value. And by changing that to our approach, like let's always bridge everything with value. Let's get them in our email list and sell to them later. Um, We Mm -hmm. pitch a lot. We pitch at least once a day across everything. I love that. What the difference is that um, how I'm seeing a Uh, and I'd love your opinion on this is like, okay, if I'm an e-commerce brand, a pitch is like, go buy my stuff versus if I am designing a, uh, a mint, like a planner that gets you more peace in your life. I could be talk using my TikTok profile to give you actionable ways to get peace in your life and say, Hey, if you want my top three tips, go to this website, download this free guide. And like, that's more, it it is a pitch, but it's a value driven pitch, right? It's not like buy my stuff. It's more, you want more of this go here. Yes. And I I love that you made that differentiation. They're both pitches. They're both calls to action, but one is coming from a place of, I need you to buy from me. And the other is if you need this uh, end result in your life, feel free to go over here, but I don't need you. I'm here to serve you. Like there's, there's a difference. I think it all comes down to the intention behind the, the post for sure. hundred percent. So yeah. in the case that you're coming out from a place of helping the person and giving them resources that you can pitch all day long about versus, Hey, 20% off today only go here. Right. Like it's, it's different. Yes, so. absolutely. Without a doubt. I love that. So I'm going to wrap up with, I guess, um, two last questions. The first one, is there anything I should have asked you that I haven't? Ooh. How about asking about like little things that make a big difference on TikTok that don't cost like money or don't take that much extra time? That's a really great question. Yes. Okay. So this, Let's I'm do really, that. yes, I'm Let's super passionate yeah. about this because Um, there are little things you can do that make a huge difference. And I do this with all of my social media. So number one, for example, my nails right now are Barbie nails on purpose because this draws engagement. Uh, I sometimes do rainbow nails. I sometimes do pure sparkly nails. Um, My bookshelf is rainbow sorted. And this, I almost never, you can actually see it a little better if I pull this up. Um, Yeah. You almost never see one of my pieces of content without someone commenting on that. So that's a conversation piece. Uh, add conversation pieces into your, your videos. For, for example, you can get a cool sweater or wear a, an old t-shirt that has a, a funny saying on it. Like there's some really funny things that you can do to add conversation pieces in. Another thing is lighting really matters for TikTok. Yeah. So if you're taking videos and a lot of people do this and I've been tempted to do this and I always regret when I do, a lot of people will take videos like sitting in bed when the lighting is at its worst, you have to have intentional lighting or else your videos just are not as likely to perform. So Mm -hmm. I use like, you know, like the cheap 
floor lamps from like Target and Walmart and stuff. Yes. I use those cheap floor lamps. I have two of them in here. And then I use LED daylight bulbs so that my lighting right. is always bright and always uh-huh. looks intentional. I like that. Um, yeah, it's like one of the first things I said to you is like, it's so yeah. nice and bright. Yes. Uh, I'm still working on my lighting here, but you know, <laughs> it does take time. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's, that's great. Um, Cause I do see that used by a couple of YouTubers where people are commenting on certain cool, quirky things like that in the video. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's not all business. It's uh, it's something, something else. So, yeah. okay. And another thing is uh, like, you have, you are the TikTok expert. Um, you have resources and materials of how people can get started on TikTok. So where's a good place to start? If someone's like, look, I'm, I just want to dive in and see if TikTok is right for a brand. Oh my gosh. So the best place to start is going to be inside of my free Facebook group, because that's where I drop all of the resources throughout the week. Um, little tips I drop in, um, almost five times a week with value for free. So that is talk T O K with Rachel.com. And you can enter your email there and we will send you the TikTok starter pack all for free. hundred percent. Did you get Rachel.com? No, I'm still not yet. Okay. Oh, they won't even talk price with me. And I'm like, I want it so bad. You just spell your name really weird and then get it. That's what I did. Do you have your name? I do. Uh, The website, we're getting a brand new website. Can't wait. Uh, In about three weeks. Yeah, Kirsten.com. Amazing. Yeah, we're doing a massive brand upgrade in the next three weeks. So I'm very excited to reveal that. But not topic for today. Um. Rachel, this has been awesome. So I'll be sure to drop a link to that Facebook group uh, below the video if you're watching on YouTube. And if not, go to Facebook at talkwithrachel.com. So T-O-K. Beautiful. T-O-K with Rachel.com. Great. All right. Well, this has been awesome. So thanks so much for your time today. Oh my gosh. Thank you. This has been a blast. Yay. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to show Rachel some love in the comments. We do release regular content like this, whether it is a interview or if it's me rambling on for 10 minutes about a question that you guys have submitted about e-commerce product launches and Kickstarter strategy. And we release regular content. So if you don't want to miss the next episode that's coming out, be sure to hit subscribe just below this video, just right down there, as well as give this big, this video a big, thumbs up. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more like it, as well as free resources, be sure to head over to our website, which is kirsten.com. It's K-H-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N.com. And if you do not want to miss another episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms or catch the video version of this on YouTube. Apart from that, we'll see you next time. Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launch pad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step through the process of launching and 
scaling your product brand. Brands like the Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launchpad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launchpad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.